All right, take two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we had some Zoom issues, so um, here we go again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we met on uh, Twitter in a in a thread. We had a we had a, a cool discussion where um, I. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't even remember the exact topic that we were chatting about, but it was a very interesting back and forth, yeah. um, which which made me think, hey, maybe uh, this could be a very interesting conversation. So I wanted to have a, a conversation, which is why we're here right now. So if you if you don't mind, like uh, giving a, a paragraph or two of your of your background. Yeah, sure. Um, absolutely. Uh, I'm Philip J. Clayton, um, and uh, I'm a brand design and development consultant. That would be the proper term. <laughs> And uh, I'm, a, um, I'm a design judge, um, brand and marketing judge. I judge packages with the PAC Global Awards, which is a Canadian um, packaging consortium. And uh, I'm from Kingston, Jamaica, but I have a, I'm a co-founder of an agency that works out of Miami, um, globally from there. And my background is, a, my professional background is advertising and marketing and fine art was my foundation and design became my purpose. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> what, were, you, were you longer in advertising than, uh, than what you're doing right now in brand strategy? Or? Um, well, for me, uh, so brand, brand became a passion really early because my father used to work in advertising and he's also a fine artist. And uh, I used to watch him work, does work in his office at home. And, uh, Brand has always been in advertising for me. Um, it's 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 one of those. It's a it's an intangible thing, yeah. But at the same time, I, I need to know what I'm going to be marketing, what I'm going to be selling. Um, so brand represents that for me. So yeah. I've kind of been doing both the entire time, but working in advertising itself with agencies um, that started much later on. So for me, brand started uh, while I was in college, working with um, different projects. Uh, I would be yeah. invited to work with projects. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. So you, so you mentioned you have a, a background in fine arts. Do, do you feel like um, that has helped you in your career uh, with advertising and branding? Oh, or absolutely. Feel... Um, okay. Yeah, it's a uh, it definitely did um, the. Art for me, like science, has a lot of experimental aspects to it. And discovering, um, after discovering a, a business solution, trying to communicate that, not communicate a solution, but to, to wrap it all up, the creative aspect um, helps to wrap it up for an emotional response, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, people connect with the artistic side, not necessarily the business side. Business yeah. really just try and get try and find ways of distributing and having access so people can actually buy it, uh, buy whatever they're selling. That's how I view it. So art definitely helps with the brand side, the design side for, for um, as a friend said it, actually, let me just rephrase all of that in one sentence. He said, um, you can't wrap a turd in Christmas paper. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm actually a really big fan um, of the way that you phrase it because that's exactly how I think about it as well. Um, Dave, Dave Trott has a saying where um, he says uh, advertising isn't marketing, uh, advertising is the voice of marketing. So it conveys this idea that first you need to figure out like what are you actually trying to say, what are you trying to accomplish, and then you use the creative to communicate that. 
And I think that's a fine distinction because, um, you know, when it comes to creative, the, the way we use creative in, in our uh, neck of the woods, um, there yeah. is this uh, there is this economic quality, this economic uh, feedback loop, which which needs to be in place. So where, when it's art and you create a, a beautiful painting, um, that painting can be be great in and of itself but in advertising that's that you can't make a great ad that doesn't actually sell that doesn't actually move product so there is this there's this economic uh quality which is tied to it so i like yeah. i like how you phrase it where it's like okay um first and and uh, first figure first uh, define the business purpose the business mm -hmm. um objective and then right. use creative in order to communicate that that's something where i feel like a lot of scientists uh, uh -huh. drop the ball where it's like okay we all our job is to separate uh what's true from from what's fiction uh and even that is debatable nowadays there's so much uh baloney with the uh, publication bias and the incentive structure in academia but whatever yeah. um but 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 then usually they end there and i feel uh -huh. like you have only just begun when you're there because there's a huge uh variety of, of ways in which you can communicate the thing that you yeah. have discovered and, and, and that, to a large extent, is essentially uh, what advertising concerns, concerns itself with. So if you mm -hmm. look at like the, the old car ads from, you know, like the 80s and the 90s, where, you know, you had like um, um, extremely knowledgeable people, Burnback, mm -hmm. Ogilvy, that, that were very mm -hmm. smart um, about yeah. how do we want to communicate a certain thing versus like yeah. the car ads now, which are just so yeah. insanely dry <laughs> and dull and boring, interchangeable. <laughs> Is uh so I, I attribute a lot of the communication today, and I, I'm only going to be 40 next year. So the stuff I've learned is from people like Dave Pra and older people, um, and I apply a more contemporary approach now for relevancy. But really, nothing's really different. You still have the yeah. foundation principles. It's just yes. that for some reason people are Burn trying to change that. Burnback right. actually Burnback uh, actually said something uh, along those lines in an interview where he says human nature human nature doesn't change. Yeah, and it's it's this <laughs> idea that like the the vehicle changes and you know small like absolutely yes yes yeah. the vehicles that's what it is and I use that terminal or that word a lot in stuff I write and interviews I've done because that's what it is you um. The last, one of the interviews I did in the past, I used Heineken as an example, where Heineken doesn't sell um, doesn't sell beer uh, on a brand side. That's a business side. What Heineken does is they sell whatever Heineken means to them, and it aligns with the consumer. But that comes later. I think Dave Trott said it too. You don't build a story now; you build a story later, right? Yeah. You can't just be selling people's stories. You have to sell them something valuable. Uh. Um, yes. And uh, and how you do that is uh, because you can't you cannot sell a client or a customer creative. Um, they don't understand how to pay for that. Yeah. But if you align it to something valuable, business or product or some kind of service, and everything you're doing after that is simply not serving your child food on the table, but you're serving it in a plate. Right. It's, yeah, it's it's actually really funny uh, that you say that because I I had a design uh, design I had a behavior design class yesterday where I was giving oh, a, right. a yeah where I was giving a lecture and one of the things that I always cover 
usually all, uh, already in the intro to behavior design classes is that behavior design starts with want. You know, what do you want or what does this? Yeah. I usually use subject because subject can mean I or the user sure. or the consumer. But what does sure. the consumer want? And creatives oftentimes when it comes to doing business and selling their services, focus on should. Like your website yeah. sucks and it should be better. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, the, 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 the guy who is supposed to pay them, they, they don't experience that pain in the same way. So it, it's like it's it's figuring out like what do they already want and then how can you help them accomplish that? So they, they yep. want to they want to um, you know steal market share from from the brand leader and then it's like okay creative can help you achieve that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I as I, as a as a as someone who is in the art world, I can I I I can without trying to defend or moralize that I can say. Um, even the artist, when a, you when a collector buys a painting from an artist, they're not necessarily yet to like it. I, you know, maybe they do. I don't know, but they're really buying into the value of whatever whatever was the, was whatever that value came from. That this artist has all this value, and your work has this value. That's really what they're investing in because um, there's a financial value. There's a financial uh, attribution to it, and without that. The art is just like it's not necessarily worth anything financially to anyone else. Um, an artist that sells a painting for seventy million dollars, people go why, and then you know, but they're looking at the artwork. They're looking at is this really worth? My child could do this, but as you said, there's a there's an economic component to that. The creativity um, in 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 our world, there's a there's an economic part to that, and without that, then it's just it's just uh, something pretty, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah. but for me, uh, even behavioral science is something that I really admire. I've never studied it. I understand the basics of it. And I, um, psychology, all this stuff, you, you, what, what you're doing with all the, this brand story and brand purpose and all these terms that people use now, it's all coming. It, it's all, those things only exist because the business value is so much. Yeah. So yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. people, some kind of, um, what would you call that? Uh, a reason uh, they give, they gave, they're not giving people the social um, impact of what they're doing. Um, so people, they feel it's guilt-free shopping. Let's call it guilt-free shopping, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I like shoes. I love shoes. But if I buy too many, I'm going to feel guilty because the world is in this chaotic place. But I'm like, no, I like shoes. Um, I, 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 I have my money I work for, I want to buy this pair of shoes. I'm not okay. gonna, it's up to me as an individual to know when it's excessive, you know, and possibly what I do my money to help somebody else, that's what makes that okay morally, but I'm not going to feel guilty about buying shoes, but brands now have to align um, with, with the, this kind of thinking, with, with the, the wider um, community, societal issues, so that they people can understand that um, you know, they do care and it's hard to say whether they do or not, but let's just say that do care, they do care about this, these issues, but they're still trying to sell products. They're still trying to sell everything yeah. else. And yeah. we need to, I don't like <clears throat> altruism affects, um, is a bad thing for me from that perspective. When a brand does something and it feels too altruistic, I'm like, no, um, be honest, be upfront. We, yeah. we're a great brand we're trying to, we want to sell you more stuff but yeah. hey, we will actually contribute to these these things as well because we're a community but 
you don't want to make the brand too human, as they like to call it, the humanistic brand, because now you're moving away from business. And then um, if something happens, if something goes wrong, <clears throat> what do humans do when things go wrong? You have to respond that way as well, as opposed to responding as a business, where let's fix this issue, <laughs> we're apologizing um, and, and, and trying to get people to love us. Uh, uh, one of my favorite moments, though, I have to say, last year was when Adidas had retweeted Nike. I tell the story. <laughs> um, Adidas retweeted Nike's Black Lives Matter uh, graphic, and Nike left commented on Twitter with a heart. And I said, "Wow, I've never seen that before." If you're going to be humanistic in quote marks, then that's how you do it as a company or as a brand. You show publicly that you know we're we're interacting, but we're still, we're not we're not people. <laughs> we're business, but we're interacting with you. We're socializing with you. So I like stuff like that, but I don't want to ever, my perspective on brand design is always a business aspect. And then you write the story later, you write the the, the, the nice, pretty things, you put it together. Um, you do all these, uh, these, 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 um, these human responses. That's what brand really is for the company, is how to communicate to people because the company can't do it. The company yeah. is trying to sell. The company is trying to develop products. Um, so the brand is there to say, hey, we're, we can speak to you. Um, we hear your concerns or, oh, you don't like that. We'll tell the company, basically. That's how you brand. Yeah. Um, what we're talking about right now, that reminds me of something that, you surely, that you're surely familiar with, which is the, the KFC uh, screw up where there was a problem, remember? And they, and they switched yeah. instead of KFC, FCK, like we, we right. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was a beautiful way. And, That's clever. Uh, Right. Yes. And yes. That's, that's exactly. good copywriting. Yes. Uh, all advertising starts there. The copywriter is so on the play, like the designer or the artist. But the copywriter is like, is like, a, let's call it a secret agent getting a briefing. Without that briefing, they have to do. They go there and die. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, um, the copywriter says, "Hey, this is this is the this is this is what this is the headline." That headline now tells the visual. Um, oh. the visual. Oh, you're good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. The something weird happened right. on my end. Go ahead. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the the copy tells um, the creative, the visual communication, how to represent that that those words or how to pair it well. The words is really the guide. It's like, you know. Um, a great copywriter can write a sentence and it has so much impact or to write a paragraph and you, you know, they can pick things out and then you say, all right, this is the visual, this is the visual guide. And then you create that because other than without that guide, you're really just, which most people do is that they just, they're either copying an ad, um, the visual aspects and putting it together. And then they hope that the visual communication will, 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 will send a message. But even if you have no text on your ad, a copywriter, I promise you, a copywriter <laughs> developed that ad because yeah. the visual came from that word, those wording. So yeah, yeah. Some, it's, someone it's, has, to, has to think about the creative. Yeah, yeah. So KFC, um, all these uh, these big brands, the, the agencies that, that serve them, um, that's what they do. They, they, a good agency would have a copywriter in that room. And um, a lot of these people are not always in the meetings. They get the brief from the client and the, I guess, the directors. But then they're like, I don't understand what this is. Um, yeah. So it's good to have them there, you know. 
but Dave Trot like um has had so many good quotes. I read his uh, his blog his blog a lot. Um and um and George. George um is that pronounced the last name properly? Tannenbaum, is that the I hope I got it right. Um so he actually has a really nice blog as well. Um he I think he worked at Gilby in the past. And um so he he writes now on his 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 observation of then and now. And what I find interesting with all of these um, seniors, let's call them senior um, ex um, experts, is that they, they're my senior. <laughs> they're everybody's senior. <laughs> they have uh, commonality in nothing's really changed. As you said earlier, we're just using different vehicles. Yeah. And this is where we get to things like digital transformation. Everybody's saying it, but it's like, uh, you're not actually transforming anything. You're taking the same old processes and putting and putting them online. Yeah. No, digital transformation should mean that we're doing everything different. The devices are irrelevant. They'll change because they're vehicles. They're delivering something. But we need to think about how we do that, including advertising. How are we going to advertise to people? Um, is advertising going to be always disruptive? It has to be in some, in some cases. But disruptive negatively meaning... Nobody likes watching content and an ad interrupts it. So how do we advertise on that without interrupting the experience, right? So that's where my brain is regarding advertising in the future. I don't know how yeah. yet, but I'm hoping that it will happen. Um, but I love advertising. I love, I don't even have an ad blocker in my browser. <laughs> I, like to, I like to see the ugly ads, the good ads. <laughs> like, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah, um, when so, yeah. when you're yeah when you're when you're doing it professionally, it does help. Yeah. Uh, I'm cu I'm curious as someone who's uh, proficient in uh, whose expertise lies in brand strategy. Um, mm -hmm. What's your take on the distinction between marketing strategy, advertising, and brand brand strategy? How do you how do you separate those? Uh, so, um, well, separating them. All right. So, well, strategy wise, I mean, it's obviously you need a plan. All right, and uh, all these, all the, all of all areas needs that I need to plan. I separate them and align them, but first separate them by first understanding. Well, as we, I don't, uh, did we say it earlier? All right, so we define a business objective, mm -hmm. right? So now we know the overall um, objective here, what we're trying to do. Yeah. Then we have to now develop um, the. Actually, I have a process. I have a ten a list of processes, but get rid of all at heart. So basically, um, we have to start by defining. Once you define the business objective, we now have to def de define the strategy for. For um, I would start with the business. Actually, business. Let's call it business development, business and product development. Then I would get to um, to the to the marketing. The strategies are developed based on individual. Um, purposes or and we set different objectives so marketing now has to develop a strategy an overall strategy for the company uh that sales would use to develop their own strategy of actually um doing that the making that connection between the consumer the marketing is the strategy overall strategy for coming for developing communication um not communication necessarily um about how to mark how to get these products or the business itself into the right positioning um, or the right places, the right people, right eyes, yeah. whatever, whichever one you want to use it. 
sales now has to take back and say, okay, these are the people you want. We'll develop a strategy for this to, to, to get that, to make that happen for you. Brand strategy is, and then these, these, the strategies are based on the definitions of first. So for me, I don't want to speak for everybody. Brand, def, brand strategy is based on the purpose of what brand is. And brand's primary purpose is representing and communicating on behalf of the company and the people, mindsets of the, of the people there. It represents all of this. So the strategy of brand now is kind of borderlining into advertising strategy because now we're trying to communicate. Yeah. Whether it's visual or audio, written, um, these are all branding for me, as people call it. Branding is really the strategy. Branding is um, communication. I don't have, I don't, I don't have, I don't does, use does, branding at all. Does, for, does it, does it uh, mean in, have, does it mean in your view that branding strategy is synonymous with uh, marketing strategy or is there uh, a difference between how you think uh, of them? I don't, it's synonymous. Uh, I, 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 I think I would say that um, the branding strategy directs the marketing strategy. I see. I see. Um, because so uh, let's do the process then. How about if you don't mind, I can do the process. Sure. Um, so we define the we have we have gone through business and product development, and now we have a quality um, offering overall. We have yeah. a, we have quality product. We are confident that this is a solution or a need that people want. They will buy it. That's the that's the that's the objective there. Now we go into defining what all of this is and how we represent it. That's the brand definition process. Mm. Once you define what this is, what is Pepsi? What is Coca-Cola? Now we have a brand. It's an intangible, but it's a perception. We have something and say, this is how we want to be seen. Then we take that, going to the branding strategy. I don't think brand has a strategy. There's branding strategy. Um, the branding is... As I said, for me, I don't say I do branding. I say I do brand design and development because branding is a component under all of that. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a process of developing strategies in communication, ways to represent the brand. Um, you know, because the brand is not tangible. So we have to find ways of getting people to, to understand what, what, what the brand is. Um, and that power of the brand the, the brand definition comes from understanding and defining what the company and business stuff are. So once yeah. so we get there, right? So now we are into branding and we're developing strategies around how do we represent all of this and what's the right um, vocabulary, what's the right um, imagery, you know, visual, and what's the right sound? You know, sound design is such an important part of this too. What's the right sound that we want? And um, so once you and then you so now you have your branding strategy. Now marketing has to. This is where I guess you said synonymous. This is where it merges. Where marketing now um, has that overall overall uh, strategy of 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 selling. Um, the sales sales really is the closing. <laughs> if you want for me, it's the closing. So marketing is really developing the 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 ways of selling. Um, yeah. This is why I put. In my in my in my ideal world, there would be creative design, business, and marketing, not sales. Sales automatically for me falls in marketing. So that's those are the departments I would have. So you go through those processes. 
So the business definition, then the creative process, then the design process, and then business and marketing. That's how I like to call. Uh, that's what just, I like to put. Those, yeah, I put it just, together. Yeah, just just out of curiosity, um, yeah. why why are um, why are creative and design um, separate? Because usually oh, uh, um, design. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a very good question. Uh, or, so do you mean, or do you them? mean by or do you mean by creative the the, the people who come up with uh, the translation of the the business purpose yeah. into it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah. The, so when really separating is more the process that they're Got probably it. the same area. It's just a process. Yeah, that makes um, perfect sense. You know, when, you, yeah. when I if I if I develop the product and we we need packaging, I'm most likely going to explore a. Um, creative uh, expressions of this, you know, what, what, what are the, um, or, and it's interchangeable. Maybe in packaging, you might want to design how the form follows um, function. So that's, I believe in that holistically, that form follows function. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, if I had a product, then I may need to figure out first before I get to creative, how do we, um, how do we secure this product into this, into this container? You know, safest way to do it. The 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 it, it's stable, can be shipped, all of this, and then you have to know. That's where the wrapping part comes in. The 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 when I say wrapping. I don't necessarily mean physically wrapping it. I'm just saying um, that's the 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 like the I'm seeing like yeah, yeah, you exactly. don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like um, all right, let's make this let's make this container look um, visual appeal. That's what I mean. Um, shelf positioning. What is it? What you know? How, how do you make this stand out on a shelf? It's a container. What makes it different? We have to know. At, take brand, brand, um, the brand perception into consideration. We have to take and um, that's this is why the brand guides are important. A lot of people don't like brand guides because they consider them fluff. But this is what a brand guide is. You take elements from it and you you make the packaging visually appealing to the consumer. Yeah. The first yeah. the first um, interaction the consumer will have is seeing it. And then from there, you want to, you want to, you know, the goal is to get them to actually grab it or touch it or something. So, creative and design, as you said, they're in the same area, but the process-wise can be interchangeable. I may have to design a box first before I get yeah. uh, creative with I, the expression. I got a, a bottle of chewing gum right here. Right, very, uh, very um, a sport life, uh, sport Holland, right. Netherlands. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so from from a, from a branding and a packaging perspective, are there uh, what is interesting uh, to you about this, or or you know what stands out? Uh, there are distinctive assets here, uh, the typography, the font. Uh, are, um, what are some things that you think suck about this, or or that you think are actually really good about this? Uh, so honestly, honestly, butterfingers. Let me, let me get let me get my uh, the direct part out of the way first. Um, it feels very um, dated. Um, mm -hmm. That's the first impression I get um, because, and then I don't know what the brand is. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So the, yeah, most the, most people will know, but just right, exactly. So this is where I'm getting to. So it says Sport Life, but the yeah. branding. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, it's like a chewing. Okay, get it. Chewing gum. So yeah, right. Branding the branding there um, that I'm looking at. It seems like it's a, either a well-known company. They, yeah. they don't seem to have to focus so much on their branding and, and the visual appeal. People just know who they are and buy it. Yeah. Um, that's, but some, that happens in, 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 um, in well-known markets like products. But the packaging itself is not very interesting to me. 
but I, I do see. see sport life. I must. I don't necessarily say. I don't necessarily get sport from it, but it's feel more medical. Um, uh, this uh, like it feel like tab. It looks like tablets. I don't know if they're are they are they in the um, pharmaceutical uh, sector mm -hmm. or is it is regular uh, chewing gum? It's 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 regular chewing gum. Uh, yeah, that's I don't, a little... Yeah, I don't, uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm not sure uh, where they sell uh, this particular oh, brand, okay. Sport Sport Life. Um, right. If they if they sell it uh, in the United States or whatever, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, but but they they um, they're ad, uh, ad, they're creative. Uh, resembles uh, Red Bull a lot in the sense that it's uh, it's called oh, Sport okay. Life, and you and you're you're constantly seeing snowboarders. They're they're using. Uh, oh really? Yeah, in their ad, in their bad, And they got it's it's, it's one of the brand brand leaders. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm just, it's interesting. You said all of that, they sound really um, strong, but that packaging does not say any of that. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Um, right. w w is there, is there like one or two things that you can, uh, that you would advise uh, this particular company where that you would like to see? Um, maybe, maybe you're like um, the, 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 the way that they package it in a jar. Uh, it, it's quite popular nowadays. So maybe in your, in your yeah. mind, that would, wouldn't be distinctive enough or, uh, something else that well, comes I, to mind. It's not. It, it's it's not. Um, I wouldn't stop if I saw it on a shelf unless I knew it. Let's put it that. Way. Um, yeah. That's what they, I like about Pringles, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah. The, um, <laughs> they they you know they use that can that can right. format as as a distinctive asset. Uh, yeah. In a, in a, in a time where all uh, crisp uh, chips manufacturers were doing bags. Do you do you know the you know the history of Pringles? Um, I I do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. By the, I, the the dude was a chemist, I believe. I, I'm yeah. not entirely sure. But they had like to that. they had to change it from chips. They used to say chips, I believe, and they say crisp now because um, the potato chips company what companies would have sued them or wanted to, I believe. Wow. If I remember it correctly. Um, Le pettiness so, level one thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like people make potatoes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, actually, better for yeah. these markets. Yeah. So this is the this is this is what I love about this. Even the question you just asked me uh, about that that packaging, the container, the container is 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 is, is you can probably find several of those. Yes. But you can change yeah. that. You can change the container by how it looks, and yeah. people say, "Wow!" And they may even keep it, yeah, because it's reusable. I I, I actually haven't seen cubes, so like perfect cubes mm -hmm. or or something. Um, right. for me as a consumer, that, that might be something that, um, in, uh, you know, to use, uh, uh professor Kahneman's, uh, terminology mm -hmm. system one, which is the, the automatic fast, uh, uh, state of, of, of reasoning, which consumers, uh, are usually in when they're engaging in yeah. consumer buying behavior. Um, yeah. this in a cube might be something that would be interesting to my system one brain and yeah. perhaps um people who are are watching this or listening to this at a later point in time might be like nah it's nonsense however um <clears throat> for a lot of people simply putting a chewing gum in a jar was something mm -hmm. that was distinctive enough and and triggered their <coughs> their brain excuse me in such oh, a way where they're like hey i'm sorry yeah. no it could be familiarity as well but the, the type of container yeah, yeah. Right now it is. Right now it is. But right. but it's uh, at least in Holland, it's relatively new. You used to have, always have chewing gum in like the small packets with like always ten or twelve, uh, and then you yeah. popped one out and you and you ate it. And then right. they uh, then they used the jar. 
Um, I'm not. It's always a little bit tri uh, tricky to um, accurately discern the the correct motivations from the the, the post facto rationalizations. So I'm not entirely right. sure how much um, a, a container played a role in, in my purchasing purchasing behavior. Yes. Yeah. But 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 one of the reasons why uh, why I personally use uh, jars and, and like jars is simply because of the the volume that it holds. So it, it might be more utili utilitarian. Uh, but I su suspect that uh, it would influence me when I'm not in like you know entrepreneurial scientist mode. Right. When I simply because it stands out. If 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 everyone is selling a packet and you're the only one with the jar, it's something that is that is unique. It, it is quite interesting. That is exactly that is exactly. Um... The, the, the key point there, that's exactly what it is. Um, the fact, it, or so that's what I said, they're either familiar brand, um, you know, or the shelf, shelf positioning actually affects yeah. uh, manufacturing a lot. So yeah. um, chances are that branding was not a focus. Yeah. The brand, the focus was the manufacturing and product, product development. And then they said, let's, let's put this graph, let's put this um, branding on it. They, they, based on what you just said, um, you say it's not common there either. It's not a common thing. The jar, it's it sounds like it, um, it is so. now. It is now. Five years exactly. ago, it wasn't. Okay, yeah. 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 So yeah. they now, they, they introduced something new and volume. Of course, people are trying to always trying to spend money that they want more for their money in any form. Even if they're not getting it, it feels that way. That's uh that's so that's definitely a sales manufacturing and sales driven um decision. The the branding was not a focus. Um. Uh, I still don't know what the brand is, but it says frozen at the top. I don't. That's the brand. I don't know what the brand is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the, who it is. Yeah, that, that's not good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the brand. The brand is uh, Sport Life, and I have no idea why it says frozen or why they chose right. to uh, write it F R O Z R. Yeah, or F R O Z N. I mean, uh, without the e. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then, then yeah, they are, this is deep mint and they also have ice mint and, you know, I have no idea what the difference the is. colors and, don't say any of that. Um, um you know, no, I, I believe trapped, one is trapped between, it's trapped between, um, that, the, 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 I, I don't see sport. I didn't know it was gum. <laughs> it looks medical, like a, something yeah. I buy in a pharmacy, uh, tablets. That's what it looks like. But yeah. again, like I said, when you're, when you have a strong brand, Unfortunately, sometimes that does happen. The focus becomes now on the distribution and not so much the branding. But a strong brand is only as strong as the business anyway. That's um, true. They, 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 this is a nice analogy I like to use. Um, I don't know if I use it already. but um, So when it comes to scenarios like this, um, and, um, but it all starts with the quality that, of the product. That reminds me of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. That reminds me of um, uh, back in whenever before supermarkets became popular. Um, yeah. How uh, you used to ask a, a, a grocery uh, grocery fella like, uh, "Give me, give me hundred grams of rice or whatever," right. and he, he he scooped it up and put it in a in, in a paper bag and then bought yeah. it to you. So there, there was no branding. But yeah. then eventually you got supermarkets, etc. So um, there was a, a need to. Uh, find a way to differentiate yourself um, or, or, or make yourself distinctive yeah. um, compared to a, a, an identical product right next to you because if both yeah. of you have, have the exact same brown paper bag or uh, you know, yeah. the exact same thing in which, uh, in which your product resides, um, yeah. then it becomes difficult for the consumer to recognize you are you.
Yeah. So yeah. at that point, branding started becoming much more important. And I, I, I like the analogy you used. There, there is, there are, there are some uh, psychological studies. Uh, although I'm not, uh, I'm not, I haven't looked into, you know, whether or not they've been replicated, etc. Uh, right. But there are some psych- psycho- psychological studies that I've seen, uh, which mm-hmm. point to um, um, the notion that food tastes different differently depending on, you know, the, the plates that you use, um, right. or you know, if, if you're eating a McDonald's like out of the the the, the cart uh, cardboard yeah. con- container, um, yeah. or yeah. You, put it, you put it on a plate, like the exact same food um simply changing the ambience you, the same thing with wine you know are you consuming it at home uh, yeah. in, in like a regular glass there's a it from a, a purely rational perspective it, it makes no sense to that wine glass uh glasses exist why not this is a perfectly <laughs> fine glass for everything except like something that's really uh, hot but you can make yeah. the identical version and then uh, all liquids can be in 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 the inside of this container but you have right. the, you have so many different um glass vehicles quote unquote uh for 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 different different kinds of of, of liquids but it influences how uh, a consumer perceives it wine yeah. uh, wine out of out of this would be ex, ex, extremely weird extremely bizarre almost like you're drinking like yeah. a soda <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so there's uh, so well, like soda in a wine glass yeah exactly this is what we um so you're getting into um experience and um experience is a a very controversial topic because um, when COVID came, everybody started to to make jokes about how marketers are going to sell experience since everybody's distanced and whatnot. And that wasn't the point of experience. Experience is not necessarily something physically you have to physically experience all the time. Experience is how is whatever you whatever you whatever you are participating in. How does it make you feel? Yeah. And um, the wine glass. There's there's a, there's a little history behind that. Obviously, glass makers um, also have their own their own um, artistic take on different things. Um, and then Bear has their own thing. Scotch. I'm a Scotch drinker. I I, I traditionally I don't know if it's because of um, how I was introduced to Scotch, but you always have it in a, in a, in a Scotch glass, right? You don't put yeah. it. But then. If I'm with my friends, I really don't care. <laughs> I'll just drink it from whatever is available because when you don't have, when you don't have your glass, a coffee mug, yeah. <laughs> you don't have your wine glass and your scotch glasses or your beer mugs, you drink from whatever is there, right? Because that's the, the your 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 desires to have the product, but when you're in a certain setting, you want to maintain the appearance of then the experience of drinking wine and drinking scotch properly. Um, but then the connoisseurs will obviously tell you why they drink from this and why they do from that. Um, yes. beer, so, uh, I think um, some beer glasses have a laser etch on the base of it that, that helps that creates these bubbles, which helps to release the um, the, the hops. Uh, the, the I guess the bubbles pop on a surface, so you smell it because part of taste is your smell. So it mm. creates a different experience. Even uh, even if there was one, I, I I don't know if it's true, but but uh, let's yeah. assume that it's that it's actually one hundred percent true. Even yeah. if it were false, that would be yeah. a, an incredible story. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm yes. saying. Yes. I don't know if they tested it. I don't know if they tested it. But that's what I saw. Yes. They said yeah. that they did a laser edge. I think it was Samuel Adams that did a laser edge or something. One of those um, brands. Part to help part of release the, the hops, right? Yes. I don't yes. know. It's like. 
part of the way I that I look part of your taste, but I don't yes. remember even trying to smell like, you know, I just drank my beer. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. It. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, to me, it kind of feels like dating when you're single and, uh, you know, you're with a woman and, you know, you, yeah. you, you want to go home and, you know, <laughs> and escalate it and, uh, you know, right. prepare, prepare yourself for sexy times. <laughs> right. <laughs> you need a reason. You, you yeah. get it's way too it's way too too forward to be like, hey, yeah. let's go home and, you know, you know, get down yeah. to business. <laughs> it, so you need to you need, you know, it, it needs to be something like, hey, do you want to watch a movie or and even that right now is a little bit too forward. But, you know, right. and I feel like in consumer behavior, the exact same thing is going on. People want to buy the glass, but you need to give them a reason. So that's so exactly when, what yeah, it so, is. Dave yeah, Trott so, told that it gave that example through a really brilliant story. Why can't I remember that story? I think it was with um, one of the uh, famous American, um, a tale, one, one of those, uh, I don't want I don't, I don't to get it wrong, but he told a story. Let's just, it was something like a, a civil war, something, I remember this guy's name. And the story was told about this guy, but um, interestingly, the actual story, <laughs> what actually happened was different. The story was told much later on, yeah. you know, after after he did what he did. So what they what what they was saying with that was that um, the 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 reason that you give people to buy from the stories and stuff that that comes way later. You have you actually have to to do all this other stuff first, and then you have a story that you can tell, and you you give them that 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 reason to to um. To buy this thing, and you, you, I'm up. <laughs> Supermop. Let's just. Uh, they have shown you why the Supermop is better. They've shown you why why it works. Um, and I, and I'm assuming there's some science behind that. That that's to support that reason. But then they show yeah. you visually that it does clean pretty well. It's lighter than a traditional mop, and you don't have to do all that squeezing and wringing and whatever of the water in the bucket. Yeah. Um, but. If that was if that was that's a solution to something, um, yes, and people will buy it. But then now, what do you do after you've tapped out, right? You have to now give them give them the the the, the, the Douglas Davis said this um, in his book Creative Strategy and the Business of Design. You have to give them the value, um, the benefit and the value. That's what you focus on: objective um, benefits and, and, and value. You're really, which is always the same with Heineken. You're re they're really selling that the, the bear is good, so everybody loves it. But now they're selling something else because they're they're confident in their product. They don't have to sell the product anymore. They just yeah. put the logo, and people say, "Oh, that's Heineken. I'm going to buy that." Yeah. Um, so uh, what you're doing is you're defining you're you're defining benefits and, and and leveraging the value of that benefit to the consumer. Yeah. So you yeah. have to have that. That's where the business objective again. Set an objective, define the value, you know, and the benefits. And that's what people are buying now. Years ago, they're buying cola. Now they're buying Coca-Cola and or, or Pepsi. You know, they've bought into the brand. Um, the products are, are are already established. So they're no longer trying to sell you the cola. They're just selling you the brand. Um, but the brand, the brand. It's inter it's inter it's inter interchangeable. <laughs> you're, you're they're buying both, but they're not buying them into they're not but they bought into the brand, but they're not spending money on the brand per se. They're still buying the products. Let's just put it that way. It's like no matter what happens, my product is good. They'll buy it. 
but it feels better to them to be part, to be a Coca-Cola, um, to have loyalty to Coca-Cola than, than Pepsi, because whatever they align Coca-Cola with in their life, their lifestyle, Coca-Cola fits that, or Pepsi fits it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, there's a Dr. Pepper. So where does that fit, right? Where does Dr. Pepper fit in all of this? Because there's, there are people who believe Dr. Pepper aligns with their, their lifestyle better. But at the end of the day, there's different types of cola. Um, and you're either cola, you're, you're either um, a cola um, co customer or you're a Sprite customer, you know. Um, as a citrus, uh, what's this called? What do you call that? It's, you know, I actually don't know the name for all the sodas. I just realized that. It's cola. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know what it's Maybe like orange soda. Pepsi and Coca-Cola, for example. Yeah. So they are orange soda. So maybe you like orange soda. You don't like cola. So that's your soda. And that's what you buy for the rest of your life because that aligns with what you like. But then Fanta makes that. So you're like, oh, I like Fanta. <laughs> and Fanta always has these cherry bubbly ads. That's me. And you buy it. But at the end of the day, you're just um, really buying products that you like. But you just have preferences in the brand is what makes Quaker different oats to buy from, a, from another oats company. Yeah. And people... People will buy. People will probably buy um, the the those granola clusters over Quaker oats because they prefer that. But the brands behind it, the brand is a default. You can't get away from brands. You automatically you do if you do a, if you do a product. The first, the next step for you by default is how do I get this to be, um, get these people? How do I let them understand what it is and 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 who we are? And that's what brand and branding is. Is like define the brand, define your branding, and it's it's now now you're communicating. You can't get away from it. Every brands are formed organically. Let's just say that um, we're just our job is just to define that. We don't create the brands. They're 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 being formed as the company grows. People get familiar with it. That's the brand forming there. The perception is being formed. Um, incidentally, regarding your your date your courting. Um, with a woman, Martin Umar actually, um, I believe he said it. Um, marketing is um, marketing is how you court <laughs> you court your customer. You know, you're yeah. dating them, and branding yeah. is how you keep the relationship interesting. Mm. And I like that because that's actually very humanistic. But it's and it's not it's not it's not necessarily turning the brand into a human being. It's just that yeah, that's actually what's happening. Um, Yo Santosa, uh, she said, um, branding is how you get, how you, is making people fall in love. So we have all these different phrases that we use, but really what it is, what you just said, it's, it's, it's a dating. You're courting, you're courting someone. And then now when they, when they finally say, all right, yeah, you've, you've, you've worn me down. Here I am. Now you yeah. can keep it interesting or they leave you. That's all. That's what the branding is. But the product and business development is always happening because it's innovation. That's how you keep yeah. the value growing, right? But uh, yeah, so it's, it's, you can't get away from any of the stuff that people argue about on Twitter. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's branding is relevant. Um, business is relevant. They can't live without each other. Um, you just have to, the brand side of it is just really the relationship that you form with a consumer. Um, and and keeping it keeping it interesting, but yeah. none of it means anything if you don't have good business and development, business management, and product development. Um, yeah, you know, that's 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 how I view it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's uh yeah, it's always a bit tricky to uh, uh, uh I wanted to say it's always a bit tricky to draw a clear distinction between you know where marketing stops and branding begins, even in the literature. Um, I wrote a I wrote a very in depth essay a while ago where I essentially sure. answered the question of um, every company is doing marketing. How do you actually measure whether or not your marketing is is right. working? Which is you know kind of important. Otherwise, you have yeah. no idea. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know uh, yeah, what are you doing? Uh, is, is it working or are you just like, you know, having fun essentially and wasting money? I think and, a lot of uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 in their defense, um, yeah, as an entrepreneurial scientist who who does this professionally, even for me, yeah. it's it's it, it takes a lot of time and energy and investment, um, uh, of resources in order to figure out what's actually true and what's actually baloney. So yeah. I can I, I I empathize with people who um are, are running a company full-time you know and, and are reading books on the side because there's so much more um noise compared to signal in in, in, yeah. in the entrepreneurial scene uh, yeah. which includes marketing and branding versus mathematics yeah. if you want to learn mathematics all you have to do is pick up a book and and you can immediately start but with marketing there's just so much so much garbage that and you yeah. don't know and by the time you finally do have the capability to sort um what is true and what is uh, nonsense you are already a, a level above um, that uh, by implication. Yeah. Because in order to recognize that something is baloney, you need to have sufficient knowledge to know what's true and what's nonsense. So by the time yeah. that you have that ability, you no longer need the knowledge, which is in that book. So yeah. you are most vulnerable uh, when, you, when, you, when you don't know anything. But uh, as I was writing that essay, um, a part of it was a, a, a quick little um, lexicon section uh, which covered the, the 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 terminology that we needed to use because in mathematics one of the first things that you do is define um, a, a concept uh, such right. that everyone has the same understanding of a particular thing and that's that's rarely the case even in academia there are so many papers where people are are talking about a certain construct and right. then complaining about how everyone uses a different definition so I was uh, I I published that piece on marketing it was true for marketing even something as simple as what is the definition of marketing. I'm writing yeah. a piece now on um, uh, first mover advantage. How important is it? What are the, the key determinants? Uh, in which environment doesn't matter? In which environment mm -hmm. is less important? And yeah. even that 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 thing, um, first mover advantage, among academics, there's, there's um, you know, a discussion as to, you know, what it actually means, what it doesn't mean. So mm -hmm. that always makes it a bit complicated when we're talking about marketing and branding, like making sure yeah. that everyone is on the same page. Yeah. Um, um, well, I mean, yeah. mar marketing um, is always in play, in my opinion. It's always in play, marketing, um, because yeah, it's 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 just a full time job. Yeah, even if you're not hiring an agency for it, you're always trying to find ways to get your company known to somebody else. So marketing yeah. is always in play. It's just whether the strategy is defined enough to yeah. to target the right areas that you need. Because it's really marketing is leveraging, leveraging differences benefits all this stuff. Um, that's what the marketing is. The sales is just trying to close that gap. But um, at the same time, everything you just said is why I'm even in this industry. I'm not in it for the for for the rewards, as I like to call it, the results. I, I love the process of discovering um, solutions yeah. to complicated problems, and. Um, you know, because simplicity is often confused with minimalist um, or minimalism. I think I think that's a word. Um, so uh, 
simplicity is really about the functions, how we do things. Minimalist or the minimalist mind is, is a way of thinking. And we often confuse that, which is why advertising gets so disconnected at times. Everybody wants to do the Apple ads, but yeah. print ads. But then you're like, no, but that's that Apple is using minimalism to to communicate the simplicity of their products. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if they're all simple, but that's the idea is that, you know, the, our products are easy to use. Um, so that's what they're trying to do there. But you can't take that now and apply it to, to your company um, if, your com- if your product is not simple to use. And that's okay. Some products are not some, some, some products in some industries are pretty complex um, things. Um, but complexity and if, and if everyone is and if everyone around you is uh, simple, then you can use that as a as a means of separating right. yourself from the crowd. Like, exactly. like you know, yes, yeah. th- these are all very simple. But do you want something that's simple and underpowered, or are you yeah. a pro? Are you a professional who needs yeah. etc. And and now you get yeah, now you position and yourself like always. And even yeah. even the complex even the complex machines, they're all trying to find simple ways where you to use them. What mm-hmm. a consumer wants is to press one button, everything happens. That's what they want. We haven't arrived there yet, but that's what they want. And that's what people are doing every day. They're trying to find, oh, how can we make this easier? And, you know, once you get through that, that that's a process I love. The, you know what an entrepreneur, or let's call it a venture agency, would be an ideal venture agency, mm-hmm. as I've heard it said, um, is uh, if you could get NASA as an agent, to, if you can get NASA's model, <laughs> Right, into a simpler form that everyday people can understand. NASA is funded, so they put money into different things, including education, product development, innovation, different areas. What a lot of agencies don't have, if you're really trying to help people, is they don't have, which is something I'm trying to work on. Um, that's my ideal agency, anyway. Um, is they don't have that experimental phase. They don't have that in the background what's happening before we get to this. We, sh- we, we should be at a point where we're creating a solution before clients, consumers even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can either at- attach that to things they already have as our existing clients and say, hey, we actually did this innovation. Are you interested in learning about it? You know, we think you can help the company. Or we're putting our own stuff to market. Um, what, does an, what, what would an agency develop its own phone look like? Is it on a different platform? You know, are, they, are they jumping onto existing platforms? Um, but agency in advertising is different from agency or brand agency. Agency just really means management. So um, when you say agency, in this context that I'm talking about, we're talking about an agency that still manages clients, but their, their research and development, which is a very important part to any company, their research and development is focused on their consumer, um, their clients' consumer problems, as opposed to um, <clears throat> just, uh, um, as opposed to just, um, what we call it, um, putting on print ads and, and, mm-hmm. and different things. Um, you know, uh, and I don't want to make it complicated. I don't want to do that. An advertising agency does advertising. I'm just saying, if you wanted to have a relationship, you'd have an agency that does that focuses on design solutions. That you know, so you or the agency itself could have a design 
um, department that, does, that focuses on that. And I would just label that research and development, which would include yeah. creative design and everybody in that area. And I think that would help entrepreneurs a lot because um, there's a guy actually did something similar, quirky.com years ago, and I'm just still around. He had developed an MP3 player, mm -hmm. uh, went to an expo, and I don't know if somebody said to them, uh, we need a case, they don't have a case, and they just wrote on a, card, a, a, a cardboard, um, you know, make our case and get a free whatever, win a free um, yeah. MP3 player. This is at around time of when the iPod and stuff were just coming out, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. he said a kid just did a design, like a bottle opener, sketch it out, and like a teenager. And they said, oh, we love that. And they got it made. And he said he loved the process of developing that whole thing more than he loved the fact that he created an MP3 player. And mm -hmm. he started Quirky.com. What Quirky.com does is that they get investors. You, I don't know what the, well, I don't know how it works in the background, but the model is this. You have an idea, you would present it to, to Quirky.com, whether I think you upload their, you know, they, they have their liability stuff. And then they would now, if they like the idea, they think it's, it can be something that can go to market. They would take that idea and present it to investors and investors yeah. are investing. And I think, I believe they do the entire process, including the branding and everything, but mostly they actually get it, the prototype made. Prototyping is a big problem for entrepreneurs. A lot of them don't, don't have the access or ability to test their ideas. Right. So I go to expos uh, when we're physical and I would see these new companies. I'm like, how did I not, how did I not know this was happening? And the branding is, the, the, a lot of the branding is horrible. I don't understand it. But I'm like, how did you get this printed? And how did you, who designed this stuff for you? You have a product here, but I've never heard of you until now. But it seemed like you have a whole full um, brand identity. That's, and, but I didn't tell them this, but it's not, they're not them are aligned to what they're doing. It just they went to like maybe a graphic service or printing company and they got some graphics done and that's what happens to entrepreneurs they build these they build their ideas out and the only test they have is the expo we're actually selling it um you know they go there to sell their idea and i don't know how much experimental process took place before that you know yeah. how much testing happened and um, especially in jamaica um we don't have a lot of we don't want, i don't i don't think there's I wouldn't describe Jamaica as a place of prototype because I, the manufacturing is it's really small in terms of what we make here. So a lot of people with ideas, they don't have that ability to test it. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I like Perky.com. That guy was onto something. He he, You know that snake, the strip line, power strip, but it's snakes. It, 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 um, it does a, it, it can be made into a, like a snake, a snake line. It's, it's, it, it bends. That mm -hmm. was from Perky.com. And it was, mm -hmm. when it got big, if somebody just had an idea and they sketch it out and they got it made for Okay, and so let's so, they take uh, a share. So, so let me ask you this. Um, I have a lot of um, bootstrappers in my audience, guys who are, uh, you know, uh, at a very early stage in their company or maybe a, a bit more advanced and uh, doing quite well for themselves. Um, right. However, how important is it for them to, you know, start start thinking about branding? And at, at what point exactly uh, does branding come into play? And do you need to start thinking about it? I, I realize that my, this might be a little bit like asking your barber, do I need a haircut? But take it however you want. So um, I think uh, I think the easy answer would be immediately start thinking about what you want to be or how you want to be seen. 
But yeah. I would not suggest that until you know what you're doing. Meaning, so if I'm in, if I'm if I'm trying to if I if I am developing a product and I know what I'm trying to achieve with this product, until yeah, it, focus on that. Mm-hmm. Then now we have to figure out the business side of it. You know, um, what what's going to happen now that we have a product? You know, how are we going to get this out? Once you start to build, a, once you get into the business side, then you can start thinking about branding. If you're still developing product, don't think about anything of brand or branding. Once you get to the business and you have a business that you're now you're trying to, trying to sell the product, then you get into you, you, that's when you start thinking even, about even pre-revenue. In your opinion, no. Well, you know what? Um, this is just a general guide. Just just call it that. Some people actually know what they want to do and who they want to be before they, you know, once the idea popped in their heads. Uh-huh. If you're there, you can start doing all of this, you know, aligning all this. Just make sure your product is proper because then all of that's going to fail. And uh, make sure your business is solid because again, your brand is going to either if your business fails, everything fails. So that's why I always, even clients, established clients, when they come to me, I always suggest that I always ask them about the business stuff first. I have to analyze the business and the product. I have to see if they need actually undergo business development, not marketing. You know, especially if they're well known, they think they want to change their logo. I'm like, why? Um, unless it sucks, I'm going to ask you why. And even then, I'm going to ask why. But point is, sometimes it's business development that's the problem, not marketing. And sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes they just need a, a different way of serving the customer, not necessarily. And this is why it, it, brand services extend beyond. The, the, the visual communication. Um, if you're really helping people brands and businesses, then you're really trying to help them to serve the consumers better. Sometimes the solution to that is getting a new POS system. I've seen it, yeah. right? And then it changes everything. People are happy. And then you can say, okay, now we can look at your brand. Um, but uh, this is what partnerships are. That's what I have with partnerships with people who work in different industries that I can say, hey, a client is looking for a solution in this area. I think they should do it before they get a branding. I mean, of course, I collect my fee for doing this service, but I'm not being paid for doing brand at that time. I'm just yeah. trying to help the client before I get to that. Um, so entrepreneurs like that, bootstrapping, um, uh, bootstrapping is such a bother thing, bothering, a bothersome thing for me, but I understand why. It's just, it's like, in my head, if I can build the right relationships with a good idea, I can find a way to get somebody else to do the things I cannot do. But bootstrapping is so strenuous. And I wish there was a way to get entrepreneurs to not have to do that. But I understand the reality of, the, um, of it. But um, yeah, I, because they're bootstrapping, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, would, I would not get into branding until you have a business model. Because now you can sell something. Um, yeah. And the first step to that, actually, especially if you don't have a lot of capital, is definitely think about what you want, how you want to represent this this business you're doing with this product offering or service offering. But it's uh, uh get a get a deck together, um, so uh, you can um, investors don't investors invest in you. That's what really really good investors they're investing in you, the entrepreneur, because they expect more ideas in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to get a deck together once you've done your first product development and you have a business idea. Get a deck together um, so you can present it to um, 
when you when you find that right person to build a relationship with, present it to them, and they can help you get the investments you need to grow, to have that exponential growth into the business. But yeah. uh, you know, yeah, my take on that is actually my my yeah. take on that, and, and this is again where uh, you know, which is a, a reoccurring theme in uh, entrepreneurial science, where it it matters a lot, like which how you define a particular term. But but uh, if I if I um, use the the way the literature looks at branding, uh, you know, in terms of distinct assets, uh, yada yada yada, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, for me, that doesn't really come into play unless we're like talking about uh, about more established, bigger firms, deeper right. wallets, uh, a, a longer yeah. reputation. We're talking something on the order of five to ten years, maybe. Exactly. So, yeah, when I'm when I'm talking with bootstrappers, um, my advice generally is like stay away from it. D don't even worry about it too much because a lot of these questions uh, can be answered. Uh, through the lens of marketing. So um, first, you mentioned business purpose. Uh, I agree with that. For me, that that flows out of the jobs to be done, essentially. Uh, you know, which which can. For, so if we if I, if I use this example again, which is a jar that can flow from the job to be done, which is like a, a consumer wants. Um, you know, 80 pieces of gum and they don't necessarily yeah, yeah. want to have like 15 uh, billion packets with, with like right. two pieces of gum. <laughs> it's yeah. a hassle. <laughs> a jar just makes more sense. So yeah. now you have a container, which, which uh, a, a literal container, which flows yeah. from uh, the jobs to be done. And yeah, and then of course there's there's the the way that uh, Marty, which which you already mentioned, Marty Nomeyer right. looks at it, which is um, a brand isn't what you say, it's what they say, which right. uh, is a way that you can look at uh, can look like branding. However, like in academia, usually that definition would would uh, would typically fall under the marketing lens. So it kind of like depends on uh, you know how you define marketing, which is probably also the the, the critique that Ritson sometimes has because he, he has a very academic view of, of yeah. uh, he uses the academic terminology and sometimes you can have these conversations which go past uh, each other, which which is probably also a little bit what happened with us on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, very sure. yeah yeah, it's always a bit tr tricky in, in this field. Uh, and sometimes it's funny. You should almost like start before you even have the Twitter conversation yeah. <laughs> and disagreement agreement. Just like yeah. five tweets back and forth, what establishing was, like the rules yeah, was, and the parameters. It was, and the it, was this, uh, it was it was like what, 140 or something characters. So you're like, um, you're little. lying. But then you can't say it all. So then you're responding to something that I'm not finished. And it was the same. Like I was responding to something you had finished saying. I was yeah, like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very difficult. We met at the end. I was like, what, oh, well, this is what, the same what thing. I, <laughs> what, what I dislike the most uh, a yeah. year, or, uh, maybe five years or, 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 or so ago, um, yeah. I wrote something um, because as someone with a, an extensive background in behavior science, I, yeah. I understand and appreciate just how much of human behavior is, is nudged and guided and, and an artifact of the environment a subject uh, is in. And yeah. you see that in Twitter. So, so one of the conjectures that I have is that one of the reasons why Twitter is, is, is so, can sometimes be a little bit hostile, which is yeah. uh, something, something how... Um, a lot of people describe Twitter, you know, the, the, yeah. uh, Dave Chappelle in his latest uh, special with Twitter is not a real place, etc. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's something that, that you don't hear. That's that specific critique you don't hear uh, of Facebook. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like the conjecture was um, that that part of it is that when you have that few characters, uh, 280 yeah. right now, used to be a 140, there's no room for politeness because politeness in, in a yeah. sense is a kind of uh, friv frivolous energy 
Um, you know, instead of saying you're wrong, um, yeah. there's there's this frivolous energy component to it where it's like, I understand where you're coming from and you made a few good points. However, I disagree yeah. with uh, this <laughs> specific thing for these yeah. various reasons, even though you, yeah. you might be wrong. But here's my thinking. That, that right. That's a very long, you know, and, and you're yeah. wrong. It's yeah. very concise. Yeah. But you're forced to because, yeah, you're forced to because you don't have the... You know, even a, even an, uh, an uh, I, I'm I, I'm sorry, I don't quite understand. It's like yeah. it, it takes up more so much space, yeah. and then if you have if you have that politeness, which takes up space plus the argument, then you yeah. run into the character limit. So usually, oh, like you throw the politeness out of the way, and then you're left, and then it sounds much more harsh than you intended yeah, yeah. to. I so like, I feel like, I like Twitter it, it kind of forces. I like it. two yeah. things about Twitter. Um, I like to one, it it allows me to to condense. My information, mm -hmm. I like that about Twitter. Like I have to figure out the shortest way to say this and make a That's point. That's true. Yes. That's true. The, 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 the other thing is um, it's entertaining to see people try to do that. So yeah. those two things I like. Um, I, have, I don't know if you, you know, you're familiar with Chris though. Um, you yeah, heard of, of course. Him? Yeah, yes. right. So yeah. Chris made a post about um, how to fire a client, a tweet about how to fire a client. But he he made it very condensed, and he skipped out the little details like explaining whether they're paid or not. He just said, um, he just he just made the the executive. I don't know what's the right word here, but he made the decision to just speak to what's most likely happening that people have taken uh, are 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 doing work without without being paid yes. first. So yes. he just said, you know, um, no work has no money has been exchanged. Yeah. Um, you know, so we can whatever part ways. Well, I, actually, <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I shared this. I shared his understanding why he yeah, did yeah, what he yeah, did. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. Just my experience. I said, oh, I know why he did that. Good faith and versus bad faith. People start. Yeah. There's some people who started to say, "What do you mean nobody's exchanged? What do you? What do you? Fire? I don't understand." I'm like, I, sh I didn't. I, I put his link to the tweet there. Um, so I figured they'd say, oh, it was a tweet. Nobody even paid attention to that. They just wanted to argue about the fact that he said nobody has exchanged hands. I was like, there's a, come on. There's a kind <laughs> of intellectual, there's a kind of intellectual one-upmanship going on where it's like you don't even disagree, but you're just uh, looking for stuff that you can disagree yes. with to signal yes. intellect. <laughs> That's actually one of the things that I dislike um, a bit uh, with the entrepreneurial science scene. Right. So the people who are either in academia or the people who are, um, you know, um, senior experts as you as you refer to them in in branding yeah. or agency life. Uh, it's 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 it's. That being said, that's like the only minor critique I have because it's vastly better than the maker community, which is, yeah. you know, link, it's like just like LinkedIn, all the inauthenticness, the fakeness, the toxic positivity, okay. the follow for follow strategies and all the nonsense and then unfollowing everybody for mental health, <laughs> even though it's just you're clearly you're just gaining the system commenting very quickly on everyone yeah. not, not because you're leaving a genuine comment because but yeah. because you're being a leech and a and a and a, and a fucking parasite and hoping yeah. to get some yeah. of the audience yeah so it's it, oh man the in the in on I, 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 I love my social media experience i keep telling people i hear people complaining um on facebook they're right oh i don't like facebook anymore and they, i'm thinking but you're still here kind of thing but for yeah. me like oh, i love my social media you know what i'm either entertained um, by something that it disrupted my feed, but my feed generally only has one specific focus because I just the, the algorithm I only interact with people like you or content that that um, yeah that yeah I want same, so yeah same it only has that 
when yeah, the you, other problems, I don't get it. I yes, don't get exactly. It. <laughs> yeah, and and also uh, blocking and muting aggressively. So so yeah. they're, they're because the platform. Uh, so we mentioned how um, in behavior design, this is referred to as uh, either environment or context, right. uh, depend, depending on uh, a, few, uh, a few things. Uh, however, the context is, is hugely important in uh, nudging behavior, which we just discussed. And obviously here, the algorithm is optimized yeah. for, for things like indignation because human, be human behavior, it, it, it thrives on that. You know, if yeah. you post something which is highly nuanced, no one gives a shit but if you yeah. post something which is very divisive which yeah. you know is part of the reason why it's so common in marketing uh, people yeah. you know really jump on it so blocking yeah. people who who like or um who create that stuff uh, yeah. that also helps because you then you lose those people out of your feed uh, and yeah. and uh, when people when people like something, then it shows up in your Twitter as well. So I I, I tend to like throw these people out as well because right. because yeah. because I, I I've noticed uh, and, and and this is very common in behavior design where you treat you treat behavior designs as cooking. You don't know uh -huh. ex ante uh, whether or not you'll like something, so right. you cook it, you taste it, and then you use that feedback to make an adjustment. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so a big part of it is like not judging yourself and just trying it and seeing what happens. And one yeah. of the things that I noticed for myself, which I disliked, is that I, I, um, I, 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 what's the expression that they use? The the cool kids like uh, eating the bait or something. Oh, um, oh. I, yeah, yeah. So I saw something and it You're created this, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I I'm taking, I, I'm taking the bait. <laughs> I, I see something which sparks this this feeling of indignation, and then I have yeah. to leave a reply. And eventually, I was just like, you know, there's no upside to this so i just started oh. like blocking those people it's, it's yeah. better but the the point that i wanted to make about the entrepreneurial science community with respect to the intellectual one-upmanship um is that is that oftentimes there's um it's like wearing a seat belt where it's safer 99.9999999 percent of the time but simply right. because of the sheer volume of human beings uh who are driving a car um, yeah. uh, multiply, multiplied by the, the amount of times that they are driving the car, you know, throughout their lifetimes, that, that, yeah. that number of instances, that, that quantity is, is, is through the roof. So even if you have a, a, a trivially small um, uh, percent of situations in which not wearing a seatbelt is, is safer, um, right. multiplied by that big number still gives you something on the order of, you know, a hundred thousand or a million cases, you know, it's, it's, so you don't have to look hard to find an exception, exception to, uh, the situation where not wearing a seatbelt is smarter. However, when you post something, uh, and I'm using the seatbelt as a metaphor where it's like, you have a, uh, an agreement in the, in the entrepreneurial science community that this is the right way to go, wear your seatbelt. Um, then it's like, well, actually, it depends because here's the situation, and it's like, dude, that's <laughs> such an exception within an exception within an exception. <laughs> but when they are, yes, and and they, and those people know that, but it's not even it's not even about um, pointing that out or or adding something to right. the conversation. It's it's purely signaling how smart they are, and I think a yeah. lot of that is going on uh, where you're you interpreting read. something not in good faith. It's not it's not I'm going to respond to what I think Philip uh, Philip J uh, actually said. Um, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm uh, interpreting, uh, interpreting this precise, precise statement and, yeah. and giving a critique such that I am perceived um, to be smart. And right. I think a lot of that is going on, which is uh, think, it's also I tremendously of, annoying and I unhelpful. Idea, I think the idea of being smart is also taking place in marketing a lot. People saying stuff because they Good want point. to have that feeling of being yeah. smart and fine, can know what they're talking about. And sometimes they don't. But yeah. it's interesting that you mentioned that um, exception to the rule. So 
Have you ever, oh, I'm sure you have. Um, you're familiar with restrictive domain errors and narrative errors, yeah. right? This is the plague of humanity, right? Mm -hmm. You said something, but I'm going to give you an example that I know happened. And somehow this is going to be fact and it's going to apply to everything. But your point is actually correct on the premise that this is the usual behavior. Yeah. And I'm going to say no. Um, I'm going to probably know. So that's the, the restricted domain is that I believe in something and I'm not willing to let that go. I'm stuck there. And then yeah. to keep that in the argument, so I can control the argument, <laughs> right? Yeah. I have to make sure I'm in control. I'm going to use examples, extreme examples, exceptions to the rule. To say, no, well, this happened and this is this is this is the best way, but I haven't given you any proof or, or any fact, supporting facts as to why this is better. Yeah. Um, and then when that doesn't work, I'm not going into the narratives. Um, such and just such and such said X, or um, you know, they say, or <laughs> you know, just yeah. nothing. It's all it's all in my mind, and I'm trying to live up to that uh, belief, but there's nothing that proves it right. And this happens in conversations a lot. Uh, it's um, it's 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 the uh, it's the my my uncle John smoked this entire life. Yes, uh, that's argument. It. That he is doesn't it. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> therefore, you know, you can smoke. You don't have to worry about getting cancer. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, that's exactly. And, and stories and and stories also hijack the brain because they are much yes. more. Um, they lend themselves better to behavior change versus like cold, hard, boring yeah. statistics. Which, yeah, which which exactly. which ties into the to what we were talking about in the in the very beginning, where it's like first the business purpose, and then yes. how do you actually communicate the business purpose yeah. such that you achieve the the thing that you are se setting I mean, out to achieve? This is the storytelling stuff everybody's selling as well. Everybody is like, every, yeah. whenever I see, I see a lot when they do brand, going to brand design and development, they, they 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 marketing always says. Or advises that, or the, the pitch. I don't like pitching. I don't pitch, but the pitch is always like um, the we're gonna develop your brand story, and we're gonna do this and that. And I was thinking, unless this company is at least ten or twenty years old, you know, I mean, you're established. Mm -hmm. What story are you gonna tell exactly? Like, what what are you gonna develop to compel people to buy this? Should you be focusing on actually just? Like we said earlier, defining the, the product. Product's good? Great. People like it because it works. Move yeah. on to now defining the brand, the brand identity specifically, who they are mm -hmm. or what they're doing. And then your brand. How, how, how much do you think the consumer cares about brand identity in, in your experience? If I'm being, if, in my experience, I'm going to be totally honest and I hope that people don't hate me for this. The consumer <laughs> probably cares <laughs> significantly less than you do, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because what they, but it helps. This is the point uh, about the about eating on the plate versus the table. That's what the brand. That's 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 what I mean. He's like, uh, my child doesn't really care where to eat from, but it, it, it's you know the assumption you can have a clean table and eat your food off it, but it just looks better in a plate or it feels better because of how you grew up. You want a child to have the same experience. The consumer, um, they're attracted to things. They, they, they're, they're attracted to things. So you find ways of attracting them yeah. to whatever it is you're, you're trying to sell them. Yeah. And when I say they don't care, I don't mean that they won't say, they won't recognize it or they won't, um, 
you know, they they or they probably won't care until they have a, a created that a pleasant ex, um, experience with the first time they they tried the product or bought yeah, the product. That, yeah, so that's after a good point. that, they only after that association is formed, they really only care about recognizing you, and that's why you do all the stuff we do. Distinctiveness and right. but yes, it's not the, because they care about how pretty it is or what well, some do, but again, that's an exception to the rule. The yeah. consumer is really just being that's what visual appeal is. It's like making sure your package is so attractive, or I like to call it interactive. So when I touch it, it actually even feels, you know, interesting enough as it looks. And now I'm gonna buy it because oh, I want to try this thing. And I like the packaging. I've tried the product now. No, now I'm loving the product. Um now I've created a, an association with the, with the product, to the brand. To the company and wherever i see this thing i'm gonna buy it the logo yeah, the way, is yeah. just the symbol nothing else your logo yeah, the, it can be it can be so ambiguous a lot of people yeah, remember <laughs> yeah I, I i always like to think of uh brand as, as like a a heuristic or a mental shortcut for the consumer uh especially as a hedge against sucking yeah so so yeah. Uh, if you have, uh, and, and you mentioned, which I think is, uh, is spot on, where a consumer has an experience with a given brand, and then um, hopefully, you know, the, the variability is, uh, the variance is low, such right. that if they engage with the brand, uh, again, they get the same experience. And I, yeah. and in, the, in that sense, I, I think one of the reasons, because human beings are, are much more sensitive to variance on the, variance on the downside versus yeah. variance on the upside. So what that means is that, um, a, a big fluctuation between um, mediocre and good is, is perceived. It gives you much less upside than, a, than a, even a, a slight variation between mediocre and bad. People just, yeah. just are, 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 they dislike uh, variance towards the negative extremely. Uh, so what yeah. happens is if you have a product and um, a TV, for example, um, they, will, they will prefer purchasing a TV, which is like uh, a seven out of 10 with a hundred percent certainty versus a right. TV, which has a range between four and nine uh, with yeah. a, you know, a 50% certainty because they are scared. Um, uh, they, what they want to avoid is, is that the product sucks. And if you, if you yeah. stick with a brand, then, then you're, you're, you're uh, hedging against that possibility of sucking because you, because of your previous uh, mm -hmm. engagement with that brand or yeah. because of the, the, the creative and uh, all of the output that you've seen, which is constantly, yeah. um, you know, we are good and we are uh, for all of these reasons, you can trust us. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also, you know, uh, which is part of the reason why uh, TV ads work so well, like a public commitment, which is, mm -hmm. is Rory, uh, Rory Sutherland's point, a public yeah. commitment, uh, which, which doesn't exist when you're using digital and Facebook or to a lesser extent. Extent, uh, because of the price point and because it's cost prohibitive and um, right. uh, more exclusive in a sense. So if you yeah. combine all of these factors, then it makes it um, you create the possibility for a consumer to buy a product with a uh, with a uh, uh, with a little bit more uh, peace of mind that they know right. that I'm not going to give you money and it's, and then you know you're going to take my money and run or I'm going to buy it and it's going to be a horrible horrible experience. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a there's a huge trust. Um, I, I, I call them. I call these things components. There's a huge trust in a huge part. Once you once you've gotten the consumer to buy, it's it's about trust going forward now. That mm -hmm. you have to. Well, so there's four. I should have really mentioned this earlier. So there's four guide uh, guides I like to use. Um, or what are they? Processes. So yeah, yeah. Awareness, 
um, which I think I said mentioned on the tweet and the on the thread. There was um, there was awareness, data, um, uh, knowledge, commitment, and supply chain management. Okay. This is the this is a mixture of both brand and business. Um, the supply chain management is very specific to the business. Um, the brand can only rep- um, build awareness based on the confidence in the supply chain because the business has to, once a consumer has tried it, you have to deliver on that or better every time, right? Yeah. If it goes down, the first bad experience you have doesn't going to spread like wildfire. It's going to oh. be like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. once you... I, once, I, I, once... I, there's, there's literature on that, actually. Um, yeah. it's, it's been a while since I looked into it, but I believe the ratio was something like seven to one or something. Where... Yeah, it's really bad. Like, yes. It's amazing. And, and, you see it on yes, Twitter. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. But even empirically, everyone who's listening or watching this knows that, you know, if you have a, a good experience, the chances of you actually posting it and talking about it are relatively slim because there is, yeah. in a sense... Uh, where that's the, the the expected, like the the, yes. the normal. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, if it sucks even a little bit, then that typically tends to be like a big deal. Nobody uses the complaint form anymore. They just tweet it and tag the company. Yes. <laughs> Much more complaints on Twitter than right. raving about a company. Right. So what happens with? Uh, so yeah. So we've established that the the other the other interesting bit um, regarding the consumer is that. People like to, I've heard people, and I say people like to, that's really not a true statement. I've heard people who debated on brand loyalty. And brand loyalty is, again, from that association we just spoke about, but a consumer having accessibility, accessibility to a product doesn't really mean that they have no brand loyalty. Mm -hmm. If you're looking from a financial side, then yeah, your sales are gonna be uh, this consumer has stopped buying for a while. Yeah. But you that's brand loyalty. Like I said, brand doesn't really brand doesn't really sell anything. It contributes to that whole thing, but brand doesn't sell, it represents. So when I am in the middle of somewhere that is far from my usual, um, maybe I moved, I don't know. I'm somewhere and I can't find I like to use Pepsi and Coca-Cola, they're so big. <laughs> so when I can when I can't uh, buy Pepsi. I'm going to buy Coca-Cola because I like cola, right? But if I saw Pepsi, I'd definitely pick Pepsi up, right? Um, and that's what brand loyalty is. But because the spend might be more on Coca-Cola based on where somebody lives, they might they, they debate on this idea or the notion of brand loyalty. And I'm like, it's no, brand loyalty is still there. They just don't have access to it. Distribution is really what... The other company would have over the other over the other, or one brand would have over the other. But remember, these are companies playing in the same space, and the brands just represent them. So distribution, supply chain, all these things. This is business management, and without effective business management, chances are you're not going to have great brand brand management. Um, Supreme is an exception to every rule I can think about in terms of brand design and everybody. Supreme mm. is so large. But they didn't necessarily f- follow any other rules, I guess, that you'd go about brand because of how they how they are formed, and they grew. They grew from their products and their 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 presence and the, the I guess the activities that Skate, you do. Skater brand in origin yeah. or or not? Um, yes, the, it's, it's hard to say. I don't think I don't I can't confidently say they're a skater brand, but they definitely start putting stickers on skateboards. 
Okay. And then they start making their own stuff. Yes. Um, and it's still one location in the world. Um, it's this. It's it's just so big, but it's still there's one. This the store is still there. Um, in the same place it started, and I think they license. Uh, I think they do licensing now, like license deals, like deals with partnerships yeah. and stuff like. That. Well, what what are you aware of? Uh, what co- uh, caused the the blow up? With Supreme. Um, I watched. I read and watched documentaries on it. I just can't remember all the details, but yeah. I call it a par. It's a paradoxical brand. <laughs> 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 it it the, the 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 origins of it was something I sorry I don't know why all these names are missing me today. There's an actress at the time uh, who said something or they said something about the actress. So it's born out of negative a negative comment essentially. That's why it's, that's why I call it the paradox. Right? It's it it was it was not supposed to be what it is today. There are some guys having some fun and yeah. I like those kind of brands because they were so focused on enjoying what they're doing that it grew and became an actual large brand competing on the same stage with all these big, all these old companies from years ago, right? Um, so, but they're so valuable that if they put a logo on, which they have, on a brick, people I've pay seen for it. Right? I've seen it. Any, any, I, any, le- any lessons? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Any lessons other uh, companies can steal from uh, from what they've done? Oh yeah, there's lots. I just, um, you know what? We should, you should, or you should <laughs> probably do a, a nice article on that. There's a lot of stuff you can learn from Supreme. Don't worry, they did their business stuff. When it's, I guess, when they started to establish themselves and become, uh, started selling stuff, they, they eventually they started to structure themselves properly. But the brand itself and even the business, it wasn't there in the beginning. There wasn't even, you know, like a thing um, based on what I've read and the videos yeah. I've watched. It just, mm-hmm. that it became, it was a true, it was like a rebel brand. Rebel, rebel, they're rebels. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they skateboarders was going around skating with a sticker on it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vans, Thrasher. Right, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what's yeah. happening now, Damon John um, said that. Damon um, he spelled his name uh, Y. I would pronounce it probably. Um, Damon John said, "Yeah, yeah, um, yeah from uh, Fubu." Yeah, <clears throat> um, that there's a chance you're never going to invent or do anything new yeah. today. Yeah, um, you might make it more efficient. You might make it, you know, larger, smaller, whatever. It's still the same thing, and that's why it's a lot harder now than it was then. Um, mm. But this is where yeah, that's why the the business management is important. That's why proper brand processes uh, development is important. Your marketing yeah. has to be in point. Your marketing, as I said before, is always in play. You're always marketing um, by talking about your company and marketing. You just develop a strategy. Yeah. To that's why there's so many bottled water companies out there. They all just yeah. join in, right? They, yeah. they didn't do it different. They just said, "Hey, I want to be part of this market," and that's yeah. all it did. Yeah, in some sense, in some sense, um, viewed through the through uh, Professor Clay Christensen's at all um, job to be done, there is there is nothing new under the sun because sure. by definition, you know, the consumer hires a, a, a given product to solve a particular problem, and then right. your product is just the next iteration uh, yeah. or a, a different branded uh, version of the of the existing thing. 
yeah. so that, that the latter is your example with respect to uh, bottled water where you're not yeah. adding anything new it's just your all of your value comes uh, from psychological means right. I, I, I always call that psychological economic value creation PEPC yeah. And then again, the, the contrast is where you do make a substantial um, incremental improvement with respect to the jobs to be done. So that would be Sarah Blakely with Spanx, where previously consumers had very poor options uh, to solve that particular problem, which uh, I can't remember what her, what her first uh, iteration actually solved. I believe it was uh, wearing some kind of undergarment, which makes sure your butt look big, uh, right. but uh, also has like the feet cut out so you can wear it under your pants. And I, yeah. and I believe she cut off the feet of pantyhose and, and used that as a, a first iteration. So there, there, but there was already a need which was addressed. It was just addressed poorly. And, yeah. uh, and, and in, so in that sense, like everything already exists because if it yeah. doesn't exist, if, there's, if, if, if it doesn't exist at all, uh, that means there is no problem because consumers right. aren't uh, actually using anything to, to try and solve it. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and then you would have to create, create a market out of thin air, even though there's no human need there. Uh, which, yeah. you know, is, think, is a, a non-starter. I think a lot of developments going forward are going to be centered around human needs for sure because it's really... So years ago, there was no sticky notes. There was no peanut butter. There was no... So it was easy to invent those things. Um, yeah. A lot of them were accidental too, um, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, sticky so, notes is a good example by 3M. Right. He wanted and to make then, a very sticky glue yeah. and it didn't work. <laughs> and yeah. That's so a good. That's a good example. That, Being flexible. So from, yeah. Exactly. So you move from that into a present day. You're like, well, we have so much stuff. Anything that you want, you can probably find it. Yes. Now you're trying to join markets. You're trying to make it easier. You're trying to make it more accessible. You're trying. You're not really trying to reinvent anything. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so human need is going to be a huge focus. Um, I mean, a new color company. I don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. I, I mean. Well, I say I'm sure the people making their own cola brands, but making the new cola, um, you know, I don't consider that innovative. Cola is only I'm, very. I'm, yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to be discussing this in uh, in in very very uh, uh, great detail in in the upcoming piece on uh, first mover advantage. There's literature on this. There's a right. a piece written by uh, 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 two professors, uh, Suarez okay. and uh, Lonzola. Uh, right. they, they, they have this matrix, uh, the Suarez and Lenzola matrix, where they talk about, um, they, they, they put um, technological, the pace of technological evolution on, on one axis, say the Y axis, and the pace of marketing evolution on the X axis. And then you get four, uh, four quadrants. Yeah. Uh, so you can have high or low uh, pace of technological evolution and high yeah. and low pace of uh, marketing evolution. So then you yeah. have, uh, if both are low, uh, you're, in, you're in, an, in an environment which is called calm waters. Um, yeah. And in, in that in particular environment, which is like uh, Coca-Cola, the, the pace of market evolution is quite low. Uh, the right. pace of technological evolution is quite low as well. So in, in yeah. uh, that particular circumstances, being the first, uh, first to market, first mover, uh, yeah. and, the, and the stability of the initial dominance position is extremely yeah. high. Now contrast that to the situation, the quadrant where both of these components are high, so the, the technological, the pace of technological evolution and the pace of market evolution uh, are both high. Uh, right. Now you're now you're in a domain in a in a in a quadrant which is called rough right. waters. And the, under those circumstances, the the stability of the initial dominance position and the importance of a first mover 
is 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 uh, extremely low because you'll be disrupted like that because you can yeah. be dis- disrupted via either techno technological means or market mm-hmm. means. Um, yeah. So so it, it, a lot of these uh, things, which is the true for uh, a lot of uh, different uh, questions in entrepreneurial yeah. science, d- depend on uh, on the context. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, is it really difficult? And I guess to do that, what you used to do, what people used to do years ago, but it's really about um, I guess. Dif- yeah, um, differentiation, right? You go into the same market and differentiate yourself. Um, mm-hmm. That the innovation, the most innovative thing that I'm seeing, I've think, <laughs> not even think, thing I've seen in beverage is um, I think PepsiCo Gatorade released uh, some kind of thing, a shot or patch, I don't remember what it is. Um, but that happened because of. Um, Maro Porcini, who started the PepsiCo Design and Innovation uh, Center, if I've got the name correctly. So, so PepsiCo has a design and innovation uh, entity um, that works on behalf of the company or the brand. And they're really like an internal agency. That's how I describe them. External and internal. They're observing PepsiCo and coming up with solutions, but they work independently um, mm-hmm. regarding these solutions. They rebranded uh, all the new, all the products you probably see coming up from Pepsi was from that that department, um, that entity, um, mm. which is uh, they, they redid Doritos, um, they redid lots of Frito Lay. All I mean, all the Frito Lay products, I think a lot, most of them were rebranded by now. But Gatorade, when they did Gatorade, I was like, wow! I wasn't just Gatorade. They actually did some interesting things. You know, I guess you have to look it up. Um, but it's PepsiCo Design Innovation. They're the yeah. our Mario Pacini, you follow him, you get all the, the updates. Um, but Gatorade that made a nice, uh, uh, interesting patch that gives you a shot basically or something or monitor something. I wish I remember this stuff. I just I see so much every day with these new ideas and I love it, but I can't remember them all the time. But it is, it was the most innovative thing I've seen in the beverage space or from a beverage brand. And um, I think. What PepsiCo did with this, in what Maro did with this innovation, um, design and innovation uh, entity, is that it's what I'll recommend to companies is R and D. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, you get a, a, you have to have a dedicated team. This is where the technology and marketing, as you're talking about, comes in. You have to have a dedicated team of people who are literally just always exploring things and discovering things that people may have missed in all the things that was already explored. I just, you're paying, that's what NASA, that's what I meant by NASA early. NASA is being paid to, is funded to experiment, <laughs> really. <laughs> and yeah. you know, when they come up with an idea, they test it. PepsiCo has that with this thing, right? And no company other than tech companies possibly have this. A consumer brand doesn't have this. PepsiCo is the first I've heard of that has this. They, they're, they're, they're reviewing, they're exploring, they're designing, they're, they're presenting. Um, I do not, I, I, I also think it had something to do with them. Um, if I remember correctly, they had stopped using agencies mm. to do work. So mm. this, that might have been when Maro, Maro uh, formed this other company here. Um, I think he left 3M and went to PepsiCo. I don't remember if he formed it as he went or was after. But um, he was at 3M first, and he went to PepsiCo, and then 
you know, 2012 design, PepsiCo design and innovation was born. Yeah. 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 And he was like, I'm looking at, I don't know if anybody's seeing it, but I'm just looking and I'm like, wow, why didn't anybody think of that before? Yeah, yeah. just create a place that you can go and exper- explore on behalf of a brand and a company. Yeah, it's had an R&D department. Consumer yeah. brands need that, right? Um, I guess Apple kind of did that, maybe, you know, they, they've always been doing that experimental stuff. Um, I'm sure Microsoft has their own department, but consumer brands, you don't really see that. Um, and I think it was very interesting. And then just funny, you spoke about the, the technology the technology and the marketing, um, you know, progress mm-hmm. or, or basis. And I'm like, yeah, when I talk about brands, that's where my brain is. It's in this kind of depth, but it can't, it, there's very few people that you can do business with that. You have mm-hmm. to speak on another level, <laughs> you yeah. know, or, or listen to, or more, a play, a, a, a level field where, you know, yeah, they, they, they've been told about the story. They've been told that this is what you need and this and that. So, you know, you're talking business and you're speaking about, um, the generic brand vocabulary, and then you're trying to get this client now. Um, even semiotics, uh, semiotics and um, behavioral science, and all these things. The big companies are obviously aware of it. They pay lots of people lots of money to do this kind of uh, research. Yeah, um, and then there's another situation where they've just shared that. Um, a snippet from uh, something that he read, I can't remember where it was from, but he, where somebody, they were trying to rebrand different things like airports. And um, I don't know if you saw that one. And they, they, they it all led to the cab driver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's yeah. that aspect as well. Spend, spending, yeah, spending right. 200K on uh, <laughs> like, consultants and then. Right, exactly. They keep, so they keep like, the museum name the same. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't mind you spending that money with a consultancy, um, but I mean, you, you, if you did that, the consultancy did their research and came back with the solution and it was already there. I'm happy with that. You didn't do it. They deserve the money. But if you had just spoken to people, the consultancy did it for you. That's why you have to pay them. <laughs> they spoke to the people, <laughs> right? And it's a convenience, you know, we don't have time, we're running a government, who cares? But that's the other side, or the, 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 that's the negative side of, of, of not listening to the right people, is that yeah. I'm not saying a cab driver, um, you know, why not talk to a cab driver? I'm not saying that the cab driver should get paid for his, <laughs> or that, but it's like, instead of asking the people actually use things, I have the same problem here in Jamaica. Everybody's talking about technology and digital transformation, and and um, you know, new one of the biggest things was a new payment system because honestly, um, paying stuff here is really hard. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest, <laughs> just just the process. I've watched somebody pay at the till, and I couldn't figure out why it took so long. Hard <laughs> <laughs> and everything. I'm like, what is happening? So that 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 so that's kind of the big talk is how to do this all differently. But then I'm like. Why don't you go down into the town where all the people are? The bank's not gonna let you change the payment system. Forget that. <laughs> okay, the bank controls that for now. You know, let's just let, leave them with that. Go and look at the problems people are having, and especially with the COVID nineteen situation. Go to the congested areas where people are mingling, 
trying to make a living and trying to go day to day, public transport. Develop solutions for that. Small solutions make a difference, right? And they're really yeah. valuable if yeah. they solve big problems. Really good point. Right, yeah. so go there. That's what you need to be focusing on. You're trying to do a new payment system because you want the glory of changing bank. Right? So I'm like, no, focus on the things that people need. And of course, I, I, I'm a highly priced consultant, but I work with those kind of clients. I am willing and I have helped smaller businesses or smaller people with solutions that don't have capital. But I did that because I was being paid all the money, right? Yeah. And then, um, but you have to, that's the thing. Everything, I'm a capitalist. <laughs> Everything has to be funded. <laughs> that's how I view the world. Even socialism needs funding. So I don't hate or despise, I don't have a favorite. I like things that work. <laughs> so I'm a capitalist because everything on this, planet, on this planet needs funding. If we can fund the right things, then you know you can get the right solution. And a lot of entrepreneurs don't have funding. Um, they don't have ways of accessing it um, or they don't have ways of prototyping to test it and access the funding. A whole bunch of, these are things that we should be investing in as a country, you know, here in Jamaica, for example, um, where we're building more, more buildings. That's what we're doing. That's the job creation. And I guess because of the economy here and the culture here, you know, it's, we're, not, we're not a tech-driven country. Mm -hmm. um, but we can be um, but then it's the same problem in, in even larger places that can afford it is, is what are you investing money in um, but at the same time to contextualize it into brand and advertising as we started out it's what is the brand what is the what are companies doing and what are brands um, communicating that keeps people um Outside of the fact that the consumer needs something and they're going to pay for it, no matter who makes it, what 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 what's the relevancy of that regarding the the advancement of of society and accessibility of 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 of, of products and information? And the answer to that for me, and I think a lot of people agree with me on this, is that that's not the job of advertising. That's not the job of of brand. Um, these are just results responses to behavior that's what they are mm -hmm. a brand a brand decides to align itself with the black lives matter movement because consumers care about that i'm not saying people in the brand or the company don't care about it i'm just saying it's a logical yeah. move that's how you that, that's how you brand purpose is business purpose I don't care what anybody else says about <clears throat> the the emotional stuff the stories you know Brand purpose is the business purpose. And the business realize that if they don't do certain things to keep consumers um, engaged with their innovations, but who said it? You might can help me that. They said the business has one, has one, two functions. Um, marketing. Joker. Yeah, right. And that's really what it is. If businesses are doing that, Consumers will keep buying. The only difference with, was that the brand design process differentiates the people who do that. One, might, that. Do better, one might do it better and one might do it, you know. Um, a, a paragraph I shared once is that brand design and development asked 
delicately complicated questions, um, but the purpose always remain um, remains simple. Uh, but the intent is always simple. Um, it, it doesn't get it's like no matter how we describe it, no matter how we 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 talk about it on Twitter and share and back and forth. The brand, business, brand, marketing—they they have one primary purpose, right? You know, business. Oh, business has two. Brand has one. It's representing business. We just do that in different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's why it's intangible. ISO, ISO is actually I share. I, I have it actually pressure with you. ISO is trying to. ISO did an article, um, our study on defining the value. Um, that's not the right word. Um, somebody asked, "How did this? How do you calculate ROI and brand?" And I said, "You don't." Okay, marketing. Um, I also did a study, and I'll, I'll send it to you, that um, about how to calculate or or how to define the value of brand because yeah. you know business people want this. You know they're mm -hmm. not trying to not do brand; they believe in it, but they don't know how to calculate it. Which is mm -hmm. what I think I said on the thread with you is that um, Deming when he said that not because it's kind of measured doesn't mean it doesn't have any value, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. Your, your your response was correct as well as that. Um, there, you know, there's a, yeah, even when it comes there's to... There's something there to, to, to evaluate, but it might not be the, gener the, the typical metric that you're looking for. Um, so I send, a, I send an article to you from ISO. Um, it was interesting, yeah. Yeah, and, and even um, you're bound, even if you uh, do make an attempt to measure it, you're bound to miss uh, things because a lot of this is is, is non-linear in the sense that um, yes. it's 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 very hard to to draw a nice clean curve um, yeah. that 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 shows you the relationship between the inputs and the outputs. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you're talking about fame, you're talking about serendipity, yeah. which uh, which raises yeah. head and which increases as a as, right. as fame increases. So there are all these, uh, these these components, and even in the literature, it's yeah. recommended to treat uh, brand equity as subjective because you need it in order to uh, assess yeah. marketing performance. Because you're you're right. going to be looking at uh, external marketing, um, yeah. you're looking at the, that at, at the return on investment um, with all the activities that you've done uh, related right. to promoting a product. But you need to adjust it for brand equity because if you don't do that, then you don't know if you're performing better because your marketing is performing better, or if yeah. you're performing better because you're 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 benefiting from past work which you have done on uh, with respect to brand. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. it's it, there's definitely it's a, brand, a, a subjective component to it. I guess what I guess the I guess what we call um, impact. Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't use impact either. Impact can be measured if you have the right metric. Um, there's advertising, the awareness. You know, there's no industry for brand. That's the problem. There's advertising and marketing, and everything falls underneath that. Brand yeah. doesn't have its own industry. Um, yeah. Brand is just a process that 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 we use to differentiate the different companies. So, it's 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 not tangible enough. To be measured on our our standard metric um, metrics, but um, if you find a way to measure awareness, then sure, you know <laughs> how many people, how strong is the brand? Oh, a million people know it more than one hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a proxy. I think that's a, a nice way to uh, to end the conversation on uh, right. on on this point.
Uh, yeah. Dude, I uh, I had a blast. Uh, appreciate you uh, you having this conversation, sharing your your uh, your expertise with respect to branding and uh, lots of interesting stuff here. So uh, thank you again, man. This has been yeah. fun. I uh, appreciate well, it. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> good, good. All right, yeah, we'll uh, we'll continue talking on uh, on Twitter. I'll let you know when uh, this goes live. Oh yeah, I share it everywhere. People will watch my. I'll try to listen to me. So, <laughs> <I share. laughs> all right, awesome man. We'll uh, we'll right. stay in touch. Take care, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Ch ciao. Cheers.